This is a podcast by Sayasmag.com. Sayasmag, come out and play. Sayasmag, come out and play. Sayasmag, come out and play. Articles and other sources are directly quoted during the episode. Check the script to find out such quotes. The link to the script is in the episode's description. Oh, hello, 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 dear English-speaking reading here in Listener. Welcome back to me at Science Mug, written Science MUG, the blog slash podcast slash Twitter and Instagram accounts slash entity behind the unsuccessful stuff and go and SNG e-shops on Zazzle and Redbubble.com and which hasn't uploaded any episode since a while because the weather on Venus went crazy. Therefore, the astrologists lost their cool and went on strike that led to the collapse of, well, <laughs> actually nothing, which is a good friend of mine, by the way, and I was so worried about nothing that I couldn't write and record anything that, by the way, was jealous of nothing for all the attention it was getting, and therefore put up an attitude that would have been very, very difficult to work with anyway. And that speaks to you thanks to the voice kidnapped the Bia Voodoo wireless trick from a very, very dumb human. And which does all of this in English question mark a language that is to proper English what this is to a regular episode and I am to a successful podcast slash blog slash e-shop I have indeed read a lot of science stuff in these months and now I'm gonna tell you nine science news that I have already translated into mini posts and related cartoons for the blog side of my silly self you can find the links in the summary windows so dear listener here we go Of Woodpecker's Super Skull. So, woodpeckers hit trees up to 20 Hz with speeds up to 7 meters per second, undergoing decelerations up to 1200 G, where G stands for gravitational acceleration, that is about 9.8 meters per square seconds or 32.2 feet per square seconds. So, let's break these numbers down, shall we, dear listener? Okay, 20 Hz means that the woodpeckers hit the trees up to 20 times per second, okay? Just for reference, an AK-47, the infamous Kalashnikov assault rifle, shoots 10 rounds per second, while the giant hummingbird's wind's beat rate is of 10 to 15 per second. Okay, 7 meters per second means that the woodpecker's head hits trees at a speed up to 25.2 kilometers per hour that are more or less 15.5 miles per hour. Not much? Not much? Well, dear human listener, try to run at your full speed into a tree and see how you like it. Oh, and consider also this. When His Majesty Usain Bolt smashed the 100 meters war record in 2009 with his astonishing 9.58 seconds, well, it ran at 37.6 kilometers per hour. 
power. As for the 1200G deceleration, well, just think of this. When astronauts take off for space, they suffer an acceleration of about 3.2G, and on re-entry, the deceleration is about 1.4G, okay? Meaning that some of the fittest human beings in the world, while performing one of the most stressful procedures of them all, well, they endure a deceleration that is 857 times lower than the one experimented by woodpeckers head on a daily basis. In spite of that, though, this bird's brain doesn't become like a triumph of mashed potatoes. <laughs> How come? Well, researchers say that it depends, among other things, on the fact that woodpeckers' skull bones are stiffer than those of other birds, as they have a small but uniform level of closed porosity, a higher degree of mineralization, and a higher cortical to skull bone ratio, meaning that the bird's head's bones are pretty thick and dense. Moreover, woodpeckers have an unusual shape of the elongated tongue, also called the hyoid apparatus, that is a structure made of bones, of course, which probably helps in absorbing the impact energy of brownless genome and big apple. So, a study shows that New York's rat's genome changed a lot from the presumed ancestral range of brown rats in rural northeast China, suggesting a genetic component behind the adaptation of rats in response to human activity. More in detail, brown rats, aka Rattus norvegicus, have been able to conquer urban environments like the Big Apple and exploit human resources and byproducts by literally mutating some of their genes associated with specifically metabolism, diet, organ morphogenesis, and locomotory behavior of the Ice Age mammoth bone circles. Science knows since a while that in Eastern Europe, humans, hunter-gatherers, made circular structures built with mammoth bones associated with artifacts assemblages. These features date back to across the Upper Paleolithic, meaning 22 and more thousands years ago. These structures consist of a ring of mammoth bones, they have a diameter of various meters, and they usually are surrounded by a series of large pits, thought to have been used for storage of food or bone fuel, rubbish disposal, or simply as quarries for lures used to construct the very same features. And lures is that kind of fine silt-like sediment produced by wind erosion. The structures are commonly reckoned as to be the remains of dwellings that offer the shelter during long, full glacial winter seasons, or possibly year-round. Recent research on freshly dug-out structures, though, challenges this view in a way supporting alternative hypotheses, like that which sees the mammoth bone circles being monumental architecture or possible ceremonial features. The studied mammoth bone circles with a diameter of 12.5 meters, 41 feet, indeed, has no obvious entrances and show characteristics that seems incongruous with a putative dwelling, which is a relative scarcity of minute debitage, and debitage is that kind of material produced during the working of stones and rock to make tools, weapons, and so on. The feature is located at the already famous, for this kind of structures, Konstansky 11 site, aka Anosovska 2, which is close to the Don River, near the city of Voronezh in the European southwestern Russia. Of cat-specific music and the veterinary. 
So, a bunch of researchers do a study on the effects of cat-specific music on the feline's stress level when the furry pets go to the veterinary, and scientists find that cat-specific music can significantly lower stress-related behaviors in cats visiting the veterinary clinic for wellness examinations. Adding cat-specific music to veterinary offices as environmental enrichment, the researchers say, could provide great value to cat's welfare in the clinic. And the cat-specific music the scientists refer to is pouring and suckling sounds layered into tempos and frequencies used in the feline vocalization music. Of Flamingo's Sociality so, from 2013 to 2016, a bunch of scientists studied flocks of captive flamingos at the WWT Slimbridge Wetland Center, a center for science and conservation in the UK. And the brains find out that the Pink birds have pretty intense social lives, that the larger their flocks, the more frequent their social behaviors, that arrangements of diets, trials, and courses with higher tire strengths were visible with both male-male and female-female stable over tie bonds, and ultimately that flamingo societies are complex, meaning formed on long-standing preferential partnerships and not lose random connections of American Robins' earlier migration. A bunch of researchers from a bunch of US universities finds out that the timing of American Robins' Turdus Miratorius spring migration to their Arctic boreal breeding grounds got 12 days earlier in the last 20 years, that is about 5 days per decade in the 1998-2018 time period. Moreover, the brains analyzed data collected between 2016 and 2018 from GPS tracking devices stuck on the backs of 55 American robins, and these data indicate that the American robins' arrival timing and likelihood of stopovers and timing of arrival to breeding grounds are highly impacted by the environmental conditions the birds find along their migratory paths. Among the factors, the dynamics in snow conditions appear to be a key one. The researcher's study is published on the journal Environmental Research Letters and can contribute in creating predictive models of birds' responses to climate change. The findings are coherent with what scientists already know, which is that one of the strongest effects of global climate change has been the advancement of spring at high northern latitudes, where temperatures are rising nearly two to three times faster than the global average, and that migratory birds adjust their trips scheduled to their breeding territories in response to the changes in local climate. Of Dingoes and the Tube Man. A bunch of Australian researchers put an oversized inflatable human effigy that they dub Fred Scare. <laughs> I love scientists. They put this thing near some food outdoors. And the science jokers also geared the place with a speaker playing gunshots noises on command. Then the brains wait and see which of these two tricks of theirs, if any, is able to scare off captive dingoes from getting to the food. They perform three trials, one a day, with a dozen animals. Well, 
loud ballet's voice don't seem to bother the canids much, 11 out of 12 assessing the food the same as control on the first trial. As per our dear waving and shaking Fred Asquare, oh, 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 it surely does the job. 75% of the dingoes, indeed, run away at least once from the tube man, and on the last trial, a fat 58% of them animals keep being scared by the inflatable thing, leaving the food be. So the science osses conclude that, even if they need field trials to be sure, in conjunction with other devices and methods, and at intervals that reduce the risk of habituation, the inflatable effigy could provide a valuable tool for deterring dingoes, and perhaps other species, from particular areas even when food or potential prey is present. So good news for campgrounds and breeders! Of the fluffy exoplanet a bunch of astronomers, after a four years long survey, found an exoplanet orbiting very close to its star that has an extraordinarily low density. It has indeed a mass 1.8 times that of Neptune, but a Jupiter-like radius, and Jupiter radius is more or less six times bigger than that of Neptune. So the fluffy planet, which Discovery is described in a paper published on the Astronomical Journal, is in the WASP-107 system, and is called the WASP-107b. WASP-107b super low density puzzles the astrobrains, because the planet has a core mass smaller than 4.6 times the mass of Earth, that is significantly lower than what is traditionally assumed to be necessary to trigger massive gas envelope accretion, meaning this exoplanet shouldn't exist, because its small seed shouldn't have been able to attract enough gas and dust to eventually form, well, the exoplanet itself. Their researchers have one possible explanation. WASP-107b formed far from its star in a region of space where the gas is cold enough so that the small core mass could attract the gas and grow a planet around itself very fast. Then the fully formed WASP-107b migrated toward any part of the system, possibly influenced by the second more massive planet with a wider centered orbit detected by the astronomers in the same system. Of the orange bat species a new bat species of the genus Miotis was recently discovered on the Nimba Mountains in Guinea, Africa, at an altitude of about 1400 meters. The two animals captured by the researchers were indeed flying out of an abandoned mine audit. The new species is called Miotis nimbensis after the place it lives in. These bats form colonies that may be small, down to just single individuals. Their diet is still unknown, and they are tiny enough to easily fit in a researcher's hand. But their most striking feature, though, is their color. They have indeed a bright orange fur on the head and the ruff around the neck, with an orange-brown thumb and a brown foot, and, unlike other related bat species, a lack of pronounced black spots on their face. Moreover, these bats are strongly dichromatic, with black wings, membranes, and orange along the digit and forearms. Both wings' dichromatism and reddish to yellowish fur, however, are not unusual in the subgenus this species belongs to. Miotis nimbensis is the 11th species of the Miotis genus found in mainland Africa, out of over 120 species existing almost all around the world. The researchers think that there are good chances there be more species to be discovered, and say that their finding highlights the critical importance of the Nimba Mountains as a center of bat diversity and endemism in sub-Saharan Africa. The researchers expect, in fact, that as Miotis nimbensis is a 
an uncommon terrain endemic with a very specific range of species, it be already critically endangered. Okay, dear listener, that's all for now. Until next time, in the meanwhile, if you feel like to, please subscribe and or rate this podcast and or leave a comment on the blog and or take a tour on my stuff and go and SNG eShops on Zazzle.com and Redbubble.com so you can see if there's something you like and or support this project by clicking on the donate button of this fantastic blog homepage and make a donation. Take care, pal. Ciao. Science man, come out and play. Science man, come out and play. Science man, come out and play. This is a podcast by SiasMag.com.